he's already laughing. Uh, so usually, by the way, shouts out Rincey for making all of this possible. Um, usually these are wine pods scheduling obstacles. It is 10 a.m. on a Wednesday. <laughs> couple of things. Drinking alcohol before noon on a Wednesday. You're Barney Gumble. You're either Barney Gumble or... Your your this is Madman. Like if this is Madman, <laughs> yeah. we could pour that. Yeah, I suppose that, in the morning they were started drinking scotch. Okay, I didn't think about that. So you're either bull or your Don Draper. Yeah, you're in the 1950 on Madison Avenue, and I mean, what is that? You just walk and be like, hey, let me fix you a drink. Just come on in here. Like come on in here. Drink. I mean, by the end of the day, you'd just be sloshed, right? I, they were so, and then they would go out for after. Yeah, what was going on in like the nineteen fifties? I mean, and they would, they were seasoned. So, so this was right. this was an era where they drank enough that being in that state was normal. Right, you could function. You could and drinking and driving was normal. I mean, it's crazy. To think it's about it's that. nuts. It's, it's totally nuts. But so basically, because the nineteen fifties were not Don Draper, Barney Gumble. King at 10 a.m. on a Wednesday morning feels not right. And especially wine, wine during the day. No, thanks. Red, you red wine. Like, right. If you drink a white wine in the afternoon, a hot day, that's not bad. You can do that. Right. Red a.m. is like, that's early. This sound like we love our red wine right now. Some red wine sounds awful. Oh, terrible. So I poured us a little bit of coffee. So instead of the pod, we got a little coffee pod going. Is that okay? Coffee talk? Is it okay to coffee talk? <laughs> coffee Welcome talk. into coffee talk. I'm getting clipped. How good is Mike Myers? Mike Myers is incredible. That's Mike Myers lately. <laughs> so good. Um, pump for coffee. You know I'm always down for some coffee here. So. It's one of the biggest regrets is not getting into coffee earlier. You know, I wish I would have taken nutrition early, seriously earlier in my life. And I'd have drank coffee. I w I, why didn't I drink coffee in college? I How did I get either. crunk? When was your first when Red Bull vodka? First, <laughs> well, no, like, when did you first make the jump from I'm not a coffee drinker to I coffee every day? Probably like maybe two years, like a year into Chicken Nick. So like 2010. Well, like, How did that happen? I don't happen? I think can't, my wife girlfriend at the time she was drinking coffee and like i suppose that's how it kind of like yeah. she was drinking it and i finally took the plunge and i used to just put like so much creamer and like this much coffee and like i would just oh, be yeah, cream yeah. then i've slowly just worked myself to black and now it's just i'm so addicted it's ridiculous yeah, that was my my battle was like i didn't want to need it but i've actually grown coffee i just don't drink it regularly i drink it for fun like this, now I'm going to drink because I want to drink. Right. It. It's not very hot. I should have kept my 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 pot like turned on. Cold coffee. It's cold coffee, just like my poem I, I wrote when I was in poetry oh. at Kansas. Shot anybody out there looking into the camera here, if you are at a in college, if there is a poetry class, take it. <laughs> because bad. I could pull up my old poems. They're terrible. But guess what? I got an A because how are you to tell me that like my poem, I did it. See, if I was a teacher, I'd be like, Nick, we are dumber for having listened to this. <laughs> the guy in Philly Madison. Right. Like, it's right. Uh, the puppy who lost yeah. his way about big business and all that stuff. Like, we are now dumber. We are now dumber. Yeah. I heard this. 
but that's that's how bad your poems right. were. They were so bad. I, um, but I've, have I ever told you the story? Uh, so one of the things we would do in poetry classes, they would write like the teacher. He, he was like this old Englishman. He was he was very soft spoken. He had glasses. He was bald, and he was very like. So you could be like this. This poem's called "Poop on the Ground." He'd be like, oh, "It's wonderful. <laughs> That's just wonderful." He I really see where you were going with it. Very raw and real. I you went for the feces. Of it, the feces. Feces on the floor. You were thinking about the how the world <laughs> is. <laughs> projecting feces onto all of us. I knew what he was. He would take it and like projected it into something smarter, but he would write like a couple of words. You'd be like sunset traffic, whatever, you know, whatever. And you'd like, you'd then have like 20 minutes, like write something up. And one of the words up there, I can't remember what it was, but it was something about love. And I wrote something about love. Yeah. And after I was, I was walking out of this girl comes up to me. She stops. She goes, Hey, so are you, love poems about anyone in particular <laughs> i go i go no she goes well maybe we should hang out sometime and she gave me her number dog dog right i mean my poetry. sign me up for poetry class i was like what really that's not bad hey, let's think about it. it is kind of like a, like for some girls poetry is like oh yeah love language right right like she's and, thinking like this is my he's talking he's a lot of like I never called There's her. There's emotion there. I never right? called her, which is unfortunate. But I was just like, to this day, good for her. Like, how about just going for it? She stopped me before I even got out of the classroom. And what a good line. Hey, are your poems about anybody in particular? Because that's a line. That's a great is, line. That is a line. Like, she was willing. She gamed to- me. I was kind of like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I but I was like, no, it's not. I don't have feelings. I don't feel things. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint you. I don't have feelings. See ya. But so, yeah, so you got to give up to a girl that's willing to. I mean, the she guts, went for it. Every so every guy she out there knows. Oh, like if you've brutal. been in a bar and you're single and you're like, the amount of times uh, I gotta and you gotta do it. Yeah, you gotta go. You up gotta to go find a reason to go up to a girl. You right. gotta do it, but it sucks. It takes courage, right? And like, so I'll respect anybody. That's no where, matter how bad the game is. Like if you're willing to try, I give you respect because it takes guts. It's enough to like it stuck with me. I will remember it for the rest of my life. That moment with that girl. Respect it was amazing. That woman. It was an amazing woman. Okay. Speaking of poetry and or songs, are we ready for the song of the day here? Let's, Let's turn this up just ever so slightly. Okay. So let me let me kind of set this up. I know we're 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 perfecting how exactly we want to do this, you know. Uh I was like, okay, what are we gonna do for the song of the day here? So, oh my God, playing Purdue, which is in Indy. So I was like, okay, let me Google famous musicians from Indiana. Ooh, I got one. Michael Jackson popped up. Didn't even think of that. Yeah. Michael Jackson popped up. He's Gary, Indiana. There you go. Babyface from Indianapolis, Indiana. Ooh. I'm still working our way up to when we are actually willing to like play this music we really want to play. <laughs> two dudes listening to babyface people uncomfortable 10 a.m on a wednesday oh so i went on a babyface rabbit hole two okay two ones come on dog but there was another musician and usually i like to play it before but i'm gonna i want to read this and set it up yeah one david lee roth is from bloomington indiana 
obviously Van Halen. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking about my favorite Van Halen song, which of course is Dance the Night Away. Yep, I knew that. So I was reading some stuff on Dance the Night Away, and our guy, Osterman, who we were talked about a lot on the pod last week, who wrote the 90s book that we discussed, in the most Klosterman thing ever, he ranked 31 Van Halen in <laughs> order, vulture.com. And he wrote for the Night Away, ranked it number three. He ranked it number three. Here's what he wrote about Dance the Night Away. The crowning achievement of Michael Anthony's John Ali-like career as a background vocalist. There are dozens of little details here that could be obsessed over and expanded upon. The cowbell, the moment where Roth laughs at his hatter wailing, the way the melody captures the specific act of a June evening five minutes before twilight. But the more essential truth is that this song just makes people feel good. You can't listen to Dance the Night without feeling good. This should be the hold music for suicide prevention hotlines. <laughs> that is his description for one dance the night away. So with that said, let's dance the night away here real quick. Should we do it? Oh, it's not hooked up. Let me pull it up here. Let me get what a it. description. Isn't that a from perfect description? Though? I mean, he, like we were kind of talking about his, his finishing like segment of the nineties book, just like he just capped. God, he that's a great, isn't that the perfect that's the perfect description for it. it's gonna be the weight music on a suicide prevention hotline you can't listen to dance the night away without feeling good there we go we are now apologize to everybody for that delay you ready let's do it oh wednesday morning wednesday folks. morning baby time to wake up I mean, how good? Have you seen a South by pretty boo with Alanis in a field of a crossroads? It's love in the third degree. Ooh, baby, baby. I mean, come on now. If we can somehow pull out a victory, oh. this is our song after the game. No right question. Here. I did like his also description of it captures specific atmosphere of a June evening, five minutes before twilight. That's a good. That's a good I, yeah. moment to capture. I always heard this as like a, like a party song. It's a party. I don't picture like outside with this. I picture inside. Right. But, you know, cluster, like, I love how the way putting it, like, this song just makes people feel good. And sometimes music is just that simple. Like, does it make me feel good? Do I like how this sounds? Like, it's just that simple. At the very least, like, a song should move the emotion that it's trying to convey to you. And this song's just like a fun. This is probably Van Halen's funnest kind of like, I'd almost call it like a potential dance song. Yeah. Right? Like Van Halen, most of it's like more rock. I right. mean, you're thinking of like oh, Panama, Panama jump. running with the yeah, devil, right. jump. It's This is more of like a 
fun, almost you could dance to it almost. Oh, yeah, you could dance to this song. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, this is like uh, Van Halen's, a, I think they hold a special place to a lot of people because they are like rock and roll, like the rock of rock and roll, but they're not fall into like classic 80s. like they're not classic rock in this no they would be classic well rock. because this song i couldn't this song came out in 1979 so they would be classic rock but they're not uh 80s metal right, right. like yeah i don't they're somewhere them, in between those two yeah things. so like they, i don't lump them in with like poison and guns and roses and motley crew I put those bands somewhere else. But they're also not like Zeppelin or, no. you know, like. They're right in between the Zeppelin and then the 80s hair bands, right? Right. right. So there you go. Song of the day. But yeah, so, you're, you're right. Like they're, they're, they don't really, they're kind of bridging the gap between those two eras a little yes, bit. And, I, and that's what, and they're just, I mean, hailing on guitar. Our friend Chris is, you oh, know, yeah. a big time guitar player and he, he learned learn all the eddie songs growing up and so uh but you, you hear him talk about like how good eddie van halen was yes and so you got eddie van halen who's just unbelievable and then david david lee roth was i mean quite a showman swagger i mean just quite a showman just even you know every little thing he does has just over the top you know zest to right. it but it's like only he can do that but i think when i think of van halen i think of the 80s but this song i mean this song came out april of 1979 Dang, so, so there you go. A little dancing night away. David Lee Roth from mm -hmm. Indiana. The Dick Bob Podcast is powered by Peerless Energy Systems. You may hear a name like Peerless and think, man, that's an interesting name. Well, let me elaborate here. If you're the owner, Ed McMorrow was watching the 1998 Orange Bowl, Nebraska, Tennessee. And Peerless Price was a wide receiver for the Tennessee Volunteers. And he was asked about his name on the sidelines. And he said it meant, quote, without equal. So that motto stuck with Ed. And when the company was launched in 1999, just a year later, he wanted to create a company that was without equal in the industry. So Peerless Energy Systems was born. Peerless is the Solaire authorized distributor for Nebraska and Iowa. They go to market via local distributors and make some of the best air compressors and ancillary compressed air equipment in the industry. Peerless has three core values. Reliable, dedicated, responsive. And that's exactly what you get when you get Peerless Energy Systems on your team. They are locally owned and operated. They have certified compressed air auditors on staff. They have a large local dedicated rental department and 24-hour emergency response for service parts and rental equipment. Pretty good right there. So if you're in manufacturing, food processing, utilities, transportation, refineries, maybe you work in a body shop, car dealer, automotive, countertop makers, I could go on and on, but you get the point. For any air compressor needs, Peerless Energy Systems has you covered. Go to peerlessenergy.com. That's peerlessenergy.com. Uh, so what I was thinking I wanted to do today, I was like, okay, what do we want to talk about? Of course, we got to stay in our, our Husker football lane. Although I do have some other things I want to throw at you later on before we get to our Purdue preview. Six games in, six games to go. It's kind of like the halfway point of the school year where we have like a, a mid-season report card. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to go position by position, give a grade, discuss them mm. a little bit. I also want to talk about coaching. And then 
I also did a little MVP. I have my MVP power rankings I'm going to throw at you, too. So midseason report card for Nebraska football position by position. We'll start at the quarterback spot. I gave the quarterback position a B. Would you put it higher? Like A feels like Casey's been good. I don't A feels like maybe I'm I will say in doing this. I feel like I'm a tough grader. And it's hard to give a team that's been losing like high grades position wise. But I, so I gave him a B. Casey Thompson, real quick, 65% completion. Percentage. He's thrown for 1,490 yards, nine touchdowns, six interceptions. He's also has five rushing touchdowns. Okay. Um, I've been reading a lot about the state of education. So I'm going to be, a, I'm going to, I'm going to start. I'm going to be a tough grader here. Okay. I Good. don't, so we're I don't on the same page. I'm not an easy grade. I'm a, I'm I grade hate tough. Eights. Right. I, it's a tough grade. I'm going to grade the same way I would five, 10, 20 years ago. Right. Right. So I, Casey Thompson was good enough in a handful of these games with a bad line that I'm taking that into a big consideration. So I'm going to give him uh, a B minus. Okay. Because he was good enough. His last couple games, he's just had some shaky stretches, just some some throws, but he's never been like the reason we lose. He has not. He's been the reason we've had a chance to win a lot of games. Oh, no question. So I, I think he's managed things pretty well. Um and I think he like he's he's rarely just missed throws. It's been more like pressure or yes, um, you know, other circumstances. But he's handled, he's managed the game. I I, I think We've just had, you know, Oklahoma and a uh, portion of Indiana records. It was just like the office. He's had these little stretches stagnant, where stagnant, things right? have struggled a little bit. But I think, like you said, it's important to kind of talk about how, you know, the quarterback, you're at the mercy of your line. You're at the mercy of a lot of things. And we, we talked about it in the recap pod. There's been an erosion in his pocket presence, but there's also been a erosion in a clean pocket at all. I mean, this pass protection is is brutal. So I was listening to Sip on the radio and he made the point that he that there's almost like a feeling of inevitability until Casey's like knocked out of a game completely. It's starting to it's it's trending that way because he's gone down now in two straight games. Yes. Uh trend would be he's at not some point at some point year. he's gonna get knocked. So it again in his defense of like maybe getting a little skinny is like he's probably getting banged up and he's on a on a rush. Like, you know, if you if you're hurting and you know you're gonna get hit. You're going to rush throws. You're not going to read feet, things correctly. Yeah, like feet get happy pretty right. quick. So, but yeah. we're close. B, 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 B minus. B to B minus in in our like. I just had parent teacher conferences for Mava in first grade. Like if we had a conference with Casey and his dad, we'd say I, I would tell him like, listen, you're we understand and acknowledge the the offensive line issues and how that impacts you. But I'm gonna give you a B right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we got we still have to grade them on their performance. And yeah, there's there's going to be influence, is a lot. Right? There's influence that comes from your teammates. That's part of football. But on the individual plays that you can make or that should not make, we're going to judge those. Totally. Running back. This was the hardest one for me to not give an A. I gave it a B plus. I don't know. When I look at Anthony Grant, I'm like, what more? What? Let's not get crazy and you know think he's Barry Sanders or anything like that. But I just look at him and I'm like, it's hard for me to really find a bunch of gripes with what how he's played. I would give him an A. 
Yeah, like, man, I know I, I wrote B plus plus slash A question mark, and I want to discuss it with you. Like, I can be talking. I mean, can I give an A minus, I guess? Yeah, like, sure. I, I want to give an A miss because uh, I think the minus is just in the sense of, like, he hasn't um, done anything unbelievable. I think he's been as good as we've seen in a long time around here. Right. And he's done everything and more that we've asked for him. Like he makes yards out of plays with nothing. He doesn't, he doesn't make stupid mistakes. He, uh, he's got, he's like averaging over hundred yards a game. I mean, this yeah, is he tough. He's elusive. I mean, where is he ranked right now in the country? I thought he was like top 10 for like yes. over a hundred yards a game. He's like 130 a game or something. Yes. Like that. Well, I mean, he's averaging, yeah, he's averaging over a hundred a game. He's at 647 yards for the season. He's on pace to finish top 10 single season rushing yards in Nebraska history. Yeah, so, so I mean, so, an A minus might actually be shorting him here. Right. Because if you're top 10 in the country, we would call that like if you're a top 10%, that's an A, right? Right. So let me. I'm going to give him an A in that yeah, sense. Like if you're I, I, top 10, right? So if right. you're on a grading scale, don't you get an A if you're like, if there's a hundred kids and you're in the top 10, you get an A, right? Yes. I, yeah. I think, I think, I think he's an A. Like, I just don't even really feel like there's been, what can you really even complain about with him? Nothing. I mean, you know, nothing. I mean, what? nothing like he That's hasn't what? fumbled. Has he? He didn't lose the fumble. He fumbled and didn't lose it. Right. Okay. So he so, hasn't lost a fumble. Um, He's, when when he's had a chance to house one, he's housed it. He he actually runs yeah. tough. I mean, comparatively to the rest of the team, like if we're going to give out an A, he's my, I, I, I kind of wanted to go to him probably. Right. Yes. Probably it's going to go to him. I so mean, so I'll, I'm with you. I'll, I wrote B plus slash A and wanted to discuss it with you. I'm going to go yeah. A. Let's I'm, go yeah, A. Yeah, I'd say A, A minus just because if we're talking and like, I'm thinking of like an A is, you know, 90 to hundred percent. Like, is he a two? Right. Well, and then, then the other problem with this, and this is what we're going to get into as we move forward is like AJ Allen and Jacquez Yant and Gabe Irvin. Like it's not running. It's running backs. Yeah. But they've given so many carries. Right. To Grant. Like, I mean, cause they've let him be the bell cow. I mean, which I love where I said, like, how's the other guys doing? It's like, doesn't really matter because they've, their carries are insignificantly low. Right. So I'm going, I'm going a, you go. Yeah. Wide receiver. This is where it's hard because like this is a group project. Trey Palmer is unequivocally an A. He'd be close to an A for me. Close. But it's when you take the whole group. I'm I wrote a B down. Because A, like when I think of A and again, wide receiver. I think of like Ohio State's crew yeah. or something like that, where yeah. it's like you got multiple Trey Palmers, you know, right now. So here's, but here's the thing about Trey. His numbers are like, whoa, 40 catches, 544 yards, three touchdowns. He's averaging receiving yards per game. He's on pace to set single records for receptions and yards. He needs third more catches. I Marlon Lucky was 70 in 2007, and he needs to get to 1,004 yards to tie Stanley Morgan at the number one spot. So he's on pace yeah. to be the number one single-season record. 40 catches already. That's already. a lot. It's that's a, a lot. lot of catches. I would say that that's, that's, that's bordering on A performance, which, yeah, I'd say that's probably an A for him. But, yeah, the rest of the receivers are 
And that's that's what's hard. Four guys in the field, like they haven't been impactful no. in my mind. Like the rest of them have been C's. So I mean, I think you believe it weighs out as a. That's why I give it a B minus, maybe B minus. Because I'll go B minus. Marcus Washington, I feel like has come up, come on a little bit. He's got 18 catches, 266 yards. He Oliver Martin found when he did. Nick yeah, was <laughs> third and three. Sorry. Oliver uh, Chimney Rock, Oliver Martin, 13 catches, one touchdown. Had a, a good game in the Indiana him. game. That's a good Yeah, they found, they found him. him. He's here. That's good. Shouts out to him. Garcia Castaneda. I- imagine when he caught the opening touchdown against Northwestern. If someone told you he's going to transfer after the fifth game of the se- after the sixth game of the season. So he's entered the transfer portal because there was that there's the rule of the 30 day window after your coach is fired that you can enter the portal. It's like, why not just finish the year? Like, unless he felt like was homeboy just getting completely like benched completely benched. I mean, well, it's funny is he he caught the touchdown pass and then he fumbled and that wasn't a great call. No, but I feel like after it, he got the other big play that that's what I don't understand. It's weird. Like, I border locked away from that first game going Garcia Castaneda, Trey Palmer, like I thought it was like bo- going to be like Trey and him as one and two. Right. And now he is like falling off. He's got five catches for one touchdown. And at least three of those are probably from three or four of those from that first game. And then Elante Brown's got 11 catches as well. But I think B, B minus, even though Trey's having a great I'm gonna go B minus just because the rest of the receivers have not. Uh, they have, they not, have not made difference. done much. Yeah, not made a difference. Uh, tight ends. I gave it a C plus. Vo- you know, Vocalette getting hurt. If he doesn't get hurt, he- this would be higher because I think when he's clearly on the field, he makes a big difference. Vocalette's got 13 catches, 122 yards, and one touchdown. Borkacher has has a touchdown. He's made a few plays. He also had my by his his false start running out the oh, clock drove me man. crazy. Yeah. Uh, Chancellor Brewington, five catches, one touchdown. Wait a minute, we're going to put Chancellor in this group. Chancellor Brewington reporting for duty. I was going to give them a C to C minus, and I'm just telling you right now, just because you said the name Chancellor Brewington, that's a problem. it's going up. Our just because imp- of his name and his our essence. Imp- our impressions are in the tight end room. It's Volkalek. It's, what is that? It's Volkalek. So this, my friend, he from upper rich part of northeast part of u.s thank you vocalek i really do appreciate it in fact i have plenty of offshore accounts near where you're from don't tell anybody though but that's I, brewington five catches got a touchdown plenty of pancakes mm, guys, pancakes are what i like about it. i love i think chance of brewington orichter was or is it Borkinger, Boa Constrictor. Should we call him Nate Boa Constrictor? <laughs> Nate Boa Constrictor. Well, Gus Johnson had a hard time. He's like, and it's Casey Thompson out into the flat. Borcher. Bacalicker. I think he's. I think he's officially Nate Boa Constrictor. He comes out like Jake the Snake. Is that what Jake? What did he had a python? Yeah, he had a python. Yeah. So, let me get this straight. Someone in a room was like, let's have a wrestler. He's Jake the Snake. He comes out with a bag. It's got a snake in it. And when he beats you. He puts a snake on. <laughs> Does the snake bite the person? No, you just you put him on him and scare so him. So what would, I mean, why didn't the python bite him? Or what? Like I do that. They don't do, do they pythons that they constrict. constrict. Yeah, I thought boa cons pythons constrict yeah. too. They both they can. They both what's the constrict. difference between it? Why are, are pythons and boa constrictors like cousins? Just cousins. Like, I will. 
<laughs> What's your <laughs> a deer? Can I get on that? Boy. <laughs> Good Monday for you, boy. <laughs> cousins? Are a boa constrictor and a python cousins in? Nick, I What's don't the know. Cousins? I mean, I don't know what the term is. Well, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't they're what? the same. They both constrict. They're both constrictor constrictors. So what's the, I mean, I figured a python bit. I mean, at some point they got a bite, right? Right. At some point they constrict and then they and they more just, of an engulfing. Well, than then it they is. and there they got to open the hinge the jaw open. And oh, they, it's like so, what you need. We need a chipotle burrito. I mean, those things are <laughs> a bo- Nate Bohr constrictor would be very good at a. I mean, Nate, those, Nate Bo Nate Bo constrictor good daily owns and by. Burritos. I'll take the uh, I'll take the boa constrictor, please. I'll take the, boa the boa constrictor, constrictor burrito, and that thing is just like, and you got to unhinge your jaw. I mean, I I've always like I eyes of a chipotle burrito is obnoxious. How do you eat that? I guess I've never I've never done burrito. I always do the bowl from Chipotle. You, me, me is, too. I've had a burrito. The chipotle the, burrito bigger than a De Leon's? Yeah, I think it is. I mean, Bo, it's it's a good. Like you can't. You, you got like to me a burrito. You got to be able to I, like if I take a bite of it, I should be able to take like whole bite of it. Yes, you got you got to be able to take top to bottom, top, top to bottom. bottom. It's not a, like I'm chipping on right each. It's not like a big because, tree where you're yeah, chipping you're, around. Yeah, the tree. you're not lumberjacking. You got to be able to hit like yes, yeah, yes. We're on the same page. <laughs> What's Nate boa constrictor? What we're talking about? So. The yada 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 Nate Boa Constrictor, Chancellor Bruin. So there okay, so our tight end room. We got Nate Boa Constrictor, Volkolek, I Volkolek, and Chancellor Bruinton. Yeah, I'm bo- giving him a C, C plus. I think C Let's fine, go C just because I got a soft spot for my guy Bruinton yeah, and Volkolek. They had some drops, they got some injuries, but C C is probably at best right now. Okay. Uh O line. Are we gonna hand out an F? I got a D minus written down just because it feels hard. F, F. Not not F. F's not fair. Um, they protected well game one. I mean, literally, game one, they protected well. They have moments where we run the ball. I mean, there's, like, to give them some props, like, they've come through in a couple games where we've Closed out the, the games. Indiana, North closed, Dakota. Right? Yeah, right. So I think it's fair to, like, to look at every – We're, we're grading every snap. That's Nick. right. We're grading every snap throughout the year. They've had some down moments – in protection they've had some down moments trying to find some consistency in the run game but i would also uh i think penalties are down from from years past um but uh, i mean it hasn't been great so d d i think d is more fair than f yeah f feels just kind of like jerk f's like you're being a jerk Yes, yeah. especially the season's not oh, like. Come on, like I'm not going to give you an F now. Like we got to wait, wait for the whole season to, yeah, I mean, to play out here. Worth worth because three, they're hundred. We're three and three. three. And three. One two so games in a row. Zero and six. We can hand out Fs. Yeah, I think we're Fs three are hard. And three. They, I think their protection in Northwestern was was good enough. Yeah, that that game helps them in my grading, and, and the fact that they closed out running the ball, North Dakota and Indiana. Yeah. So there you go. But they're 107th in the country in sacks allowed. They've given up 16 sacks on the season, 62nd in rushing offense. So kind of right in the middle of the pack. You, they did, they did lose Teddy Penuas down. They when, lost Teddy Penuas. How down. many teams can lose Teddy Penuas down and and keep it that arrow trending it's up? It's harder. It's very it's difficult. So, but D, D, let's go D. 
Other side of the ball. D-line. Let me give you some stats. They're dead last in the in the Big Ten in rush defense. They're 111th in the country in, in rush defense. They're giving up 186 yards per game on the ground, 4.9 yards a carry. There are only 13 teams in the country that give up more yards per carry than Nebraska does. They've not been very disruptive. I will say Ty Robinson has had two weeks of spinning the night in Jason Peters' basement. They've had pizza rolls, gushers, and, <laughs> and hung out. They've been up wrestled. all night. They've been up all They've night up wrestling all night. and talking. You up? Hey, Jason, you up? Fuck yeah, I'm up. Go downstairs and fuck yeah, let's go. But that, that's, and break that, some things? Let's go. You wanna, <laughs> hey, you want to wrestle? Thought you would never ask. Kick your butt. Come on. But Ty Robinson's come on the last two games. Colton Feast had his, he did his thing for that chicken wing at at Rutgers. uh, Devin Drew and Stefan Wynn have been like, yep. They've just, they've been not terrible, but they've been impactful. They've not been impactful. I think D is more than fair. Um, So we're not including the outside guys. I, I did linebackers for another. So I did D line, outside linebackers, inside linebackers. Is that okay? Yeah, I mean, a D, uh, God, that's a bad grade, isn't it? I mean, like, I mean, is, our D been... line, is our D line worse than our O line? I don't think it is, but I don't I think don't it's think much better. I don't think they are. So, a D minus is generous. A D plus is probably more accurate. Okay, in the, spirit of, in the spirit of is... accuracy, should we do D plus for D line and D minus for O line? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Here, God, C D. feels like too good of a grade to give that D line. Here's the thing: is they they've had two better games. That's yes. where this is where like maybe a D plus is a little fair. Again, we're teachers, and they're we're saying, hey, listen, your last two papers have been great. You've done a much better job. Like, you know, How, I mean, uh, can I switch it to minus just because I wow. feel terrible? Wow, God, I mean, they played better the last two. They games. no question, and I, I would say if they didn't play the last two games so much better than they played those midseason games. Like I would be giving them a D right now. So I feel like I want to give them a C minus just because like I've improvement and I'm encouraged by it. Okay. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that outside linebackers before I, I wrote down a C, but I think the reason I'm, harsher on them is because it is maybe relative to my expectation level of what I was thinking was going to play out before the season started. I've been wildly disappointed in Mathis, Nelson, and Tanner. Like I thought those guys were going to come in and just be like knocking heads off. Yeah. And they've, they've not, you know, like they're 96 in the country in sacks. And I know that's the whole defense, but I mean, those are kind of the main dudes. They have 10 total on the season for, as a defense. So Nelson has four and a half. Mathis has two. Tanner has none. I'm going to give them a C, maybe a C plus. They have been better. Nelson's played well the last couple of games. Mathis has come up big in a few spots. Where am I being too harsh? Am I, am I, I would say you're being too harsh just because your expectations. My expectations so were too high. If we readjust our expectations to like, okay, this is what these guys are and this is how they've graded. Like, I'm more thinking, how have they graded out? They're B minuses. Hey, yeah, you're probably right. I'm just saying our expectations were out of whack. I, what right. we thought O'Shawn Mathis was, was like game wrecker. He's not. So like, if we readjust our expectations, like what are they grading at now? Probably a C. Right. But 
you know, but like last game, Nelson had a really good game. Yes. Like he was really good. Right. Like he was, I don't know if he was an A last game, but he was close to an A. I think he had tackles mm-hmm. and a couple sacks and he was throwing O linemen. Like right. he was physical. He was slamming people. Like that game almost. Uh, so that puts them at a B minus to me collectively. Tanner's been okay. Uh, he missed a couple plays, but he's been fine. But Mathis has been the guy that's, you know, maybe he'll come on, but he's still got some talent. So it seems like he hasn't found his fit yet. Yeah, you're right. I think I think the reason I'm and that's why I can I wrote it down. Like, it's I think a lot of this is relative to my expect my expectations were way too high for this group. Very much so. So let's go mine, B, Nick, B, mine too. B B minus in that area. I, I think I readjusted my after about two games. I went oh yeah oh okay. I need to just take a notch right like. We saw Nelson and Tanner last year. They've both gotten better from last yeah. year. But we thought with Mathis, like we thought Mathis was going to change things like overnight. Yes. And he is, um, he's a good player. He's not Randy Gregory. Yes. Not even close. And you can't, we were making that jump in our. Yeah. Head. I thought it was like maybe he's going to be in the same vicinity of Randy Gregory and he's not even. No, it's like not in close. that vicinity. So when you readjust, then you go, okay, now let's grade them. They're B minus in my book. What about inside linebackers? Because what's hard about judging this group is Nick Henrich gets hurt after the first game, misses a couple of games. That's a killer. Luke Reimer had a Chipotle burrito and got a stomach bug, <laughs> but he he got sick and lost a bunch of weight. That was killer too. Um, so then, you know, Ernest Hausman had to come in and play a lot Young Buck, which is a yeah. really tough thing to add for them. We knew that position lacked a little bit of depth heading into the season. But what's hard is Henrich and Reimer have been on the field and healthy pretty good. Yeah. Oh, B, B plus. I would say B minus. I didn't think that like, Reimer had a slow start. I think coming off those injuries, he was just slow, got sick. A lot of the things weren't working his way. Henrich gets hurt, um, and he's just had a rough first couple games, I felt like, just right. missing tackles, unlike him. Uh, but they've come on. I think, like, Reimer's come on the last three weeks. I mean... Uh, I know, which is like, you hope he's okay yeah, for this it, week. But, you know, to me, like, old Reimer is... Reimer, he's with played his legs well. under him, he's a difference maker. Right. Um, Henrich... Uh, Henrich, like, he doesn't have Reimer's sort of athleticism. Right. But Henrich is like, he's a lunch pail guy. He helps the, the team do things right. When he's out there, we uh, we call the plays cleaner. We get lined up better. All those type of things Henrich does good. He's just like, his ceiling, like, I don't think his athleticism has really gotten much better through his time. You know, usually each year you get a little bit. So, um but like I said, I, I think they're good players. That's mm-hmm. the difference, though. Like, I don't think, like, when I talk about, you know, the ceilings of guys and or the we talk about position groups, like, these guys are one of the better position groups on the team. So I think they haven't played a, as good of a season as I was think they could play because the way they started, but they've come on strong, so B minus. Yeah, I agree. That's a, a B, B minus seems fair. I think when those guys are healthy and, and rolling, not they're not worried about those two guys at all. Yeah, they're, they're guys that you can count on. Yes, D 
Defensive backs. I didn't even want to separate corners and safeties. I just, I'm going to go all defensive backs. I gave them a D minus. I mean, Tommy Hill is now a wide receiver. Okay, so explain that one to me. I don't understand. So I don't, Nick. Well, apparently he, I don't understand. Well, I mean, it's pretty amazing <laughs> to think that he started. Imagine someone telling you at the start of the year, Garcia Castaneda is going to transfer six games in and Tommy Hill is going to be a wide receiver after six games. I mean, like, well, he's a starting corner. But Tommy Hill played even in high school. Um, I think he was recruited a little bit of a wide, as a for as a wide receiver a little bit out of high school, and they've uh, Thompson. They've made it sound like, kind of like hit the ground running. Like he's listed as a wide receiver now, and I I mean I I wrote this down. Uh, Mickey Joseph said yesterday in the press conference, I, and I kind of like he goes, "We need to get Tommy on the field." I think sometimes there are guys because did you see his kickoff return against Rutgers? Yeah. It didn't go anywhere, but when he runs, it looks a little different, like in different meaning good. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I think that that you go from the starting corner to playing wide receiver after a, four games, pretty much. I guess what I'm what I'm curious about though is now- Newsom's down. I don't know how and Tommy Hill's not the next guy up. I don't think so. I think they're going with with minivan Brandon Miller. So that tells you that there's something with Tommy Hill that was not clicking. Yes. Like something in him didn't grasp defense or something. Like there's something about him that because right now the, the quickest way to get him on the field should be cornerback. Right. He was the starter. He's been spending all camp practicing that. For two years, he's played defensive back, and something wasn't clicking. And maybe, I don't know if you agree with this or not. There are certain people, you're either wired defensively, or you're wired with an offensive mindset. Yeah. I wonder if Tommy is one of those guys that just, he's wired to play offense. Like, he wants the ball. Yeah, that that could be. He might not want. And so be maybe like, they were trying to like convert him. It's just like it worked for Jurgens was a tight end. Yeah, they they move him to center, and he was still wired in a way that that worked. Yeah, uh, you see that sometimes corners, wide receivers, they're kind of going. You know, like you you see guys school wide receivers play corner and vice versa i wonder if he was just more of like he's wired offensive yeah, he's got an offensive mindset i mean you got to be detailed in both sides of the defense is like you have to be disciplined offense is more like like mapping or right. something you know i don't yeah, know i don't know I, I just defense like you can't you can't these are the things you can't do there's less of that in offense. Well, and offense is more like here's your route get good at it but like defense, like it's like you can't let this guy outside, or you got to like you you got to be you know. I wonder how physical you. he you know. Mickey oh, uses the whole thing of like you know you got to stick your it. face in the fan. I, I think a lot of it when I talk about the wired for offense or defense, like a lot of that comes down to how much do you like knocking heads. I would say that's probably a big. Problem. I think that's I think he has went to the Nick Ba school of defensive backs where it's like, do you really want to hit anybody? Stay I don't think so. Just stay in front. So anyway, okay. So D might because like Tommy Hill struggled. Farmer, Buford, Newsom, those guys have struggled a little bit uh, to the point where they're throwing. I mean, think they're throwing 
Malcolm Hartsog is a true freshman. They're throwing him out there and putting him on an island, you know, but they're 106 in the country and pass yards allowed. I get that that's a, you know, there's a layered thing, you know, that's pass rush. It's a less to that. Yeah. Uh, but D minus. I think the. They were, they've been, re- I mean, Georgia Southern, Oklahoma. Like To me, it's. And the tackling. It's the tackling to me that is the part that's that was most concerning is that like it was the first time in a long time where i was like man we just tackle no like i don't trust our guys yeah we we couldn't tackle georgia southern we couldn't tackle you know any of these teams that i'm going these aren't like great players you're going against right uh on top of the like giving up yards it's one thing like man they're just you know they're they're tough dudes but they're not quick in coverage and it's like we were getting the double whammy like and they're not tackling, right? You no, know? like, well, what are we doing good? Um, and it hasn't been a lot. However, we are needing to take the ball away from other teams. I will say that. I will give them that. So maybe D minus is too hard. So I'll go. Okay, that's fine. D, D minus in that area. Because they have, again, a lot of the, the good thing about a lot of these groups that have struggled, they've started to play a little better the last few games. For sure. Which, you know, I mean, that's also a coinciding with Bill Bush being the defensive coordinator, doing some different things. Mickey leading the charge. Uh, real quick, punting. Bushini, I give it an A. He's been fine. Mm. I'm going to be tough on him. He, uh, he had a couple of opportunities to pin. I just think he had a couple of, he's had a couple against uh, Mims. He had a bad punt against Oklahoma. Yeah. That uh, didn't help. That, yeah. He that got was, a punt blocked. So maybe uh, a, maybe B give him a B just because yeah, if you get one block, that's partly on you. Right. Yeah. You're right. You're the, right. The, the punt against Oklahoma and a couple short ones. It's like to give an A to a punter. They got to be just. Yeah. Lights you know, out. Yeah. You know, what's weird. Field goal kicking. Bleak Road only has three field goal attempts on the season. He's one for three, and it's hard to like. It's it feels like we've been pretty good once we've got down the red. Zone. Yeah, no, that's the thing. So it's like I, I put in a because I'm like I can't I can't, I can't judge it right too now. Too small sample size. A return on kick F. I'm just so tired of it. Like I'm gonna give it an F. I just don't. It doesn't. They exist. don't even do it. Trey Palmer had a couple chances at punt returns, and I didn't think he did it well. Um, it was too casual back there. We we were remember me and you're talking Dewan Gross, like yeah. get up the field, like, and he's our best guy right now. Kick returns, it's never even a chance. So like, it's hard to get more than a D for me out it, of that. But we just have no, we're not threatening at all. I, I think because I love like, I love returning and turning so much that it just offends me. I'm just offended by just, it. Uh, like you can't tell me we don't got somebody in this country that wants to come to Nebraska and to return, return kicks. I, I don't and like somebody's got to be good at that. Coaching, I broke it into Frost and Mickey. F- an F. Mickey B plus. Want to give him an A? I mean, he's two and one. He lost a badly to Oklahoma. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go B plus. That's fair. fair. I think that's fair. Okay, are you ready? For my MVP midseason power rankings. Yes. Oh, this is exciting. I'm going to get to you right after I tell you about <laughs> Go Currency. Does your business need easy competitive financing for trucks or equipment? Currency is here to help. Currency specializes in finding the best available rates and terms for construction equipment, farm machinery, trucks, and trailers. In fact, customers can get loans for up to $500,000 with little or no down in terms of need to 
months. Currency can also help if you're getting serious about buying a new or used motorhome, fifth wheel or utility vehicle. Just fill out an application and the Currency Finance team will go to work finding a lender with the most competitive options. It's quick, secure, and free to use. Currency is equipment financing made simple. Visit GoCurrency.com for details. That's GoCurrency.com. Offers may vary and arrange express by Express Tech Financing, LLC, DBA, Currency Pursuant, CFL, License 60DBO-5487. Season MVP Power Rankings. You ready for this? I'm ready. I, I, I am very curious to who you got besides two guys. At number one. This feels hard because I got Trey Palmer as number one. Number one. Ooh, okay. Um, give me you because how many do you have here? How many? Five. You, have? you got five. Can you give me them all before yeah, we yeah, talk okay. about so, them? So instead of going, I got Trey Palmer one. Okay. Casey Thompson two. Anthony Grant three. Luke Reimer four. Garrett Nelson five. hard because i think those are those the five like do i have the pool of guys i think your pool is right okay the pool is right um i was expecting i don't know that i was expecting casey thompson to be did you think he'd be be number one two um it's hard it's hard because like thompson has been solid but anthony grant and trey palmer have been better like they've been like we look at the grading right those guys have graded higher right than casey did but like let's be real like casey's more important that's what's hard like i think i think what's tough is there is just inherently more value on the quarterback position that is just gonna from the jump skew the whole way you look at something like the reality is every season the mvp of the nfl should be quarterback by definition and they are more valuable than it. you can talk yourself into anything else. Yeah, they're more valuable than any other player. So we need, but here's the hard part. It's so like, do you want I to exclude Casey? No, we need to include him. I think the what I what I'm thinking of right now. I'm just I'm, this is happening right now. I'm thinking which I mean, okay, if you take off Casey, it's going to be harder to win. But I also think like. I'm thinking Trey Mer, I, Trey I, Palmer's not, and even more than Anthony, because Anthony Grant had some good games um, that we won. I mean, he had a good game against Northwestern. We didn't win. Trey Palmer, like those touchdowns that only like he, he can score. Indiana Rutgers, like he makes the two bomb plays. And I, I just, that's the way I look. I looked at it as like, take these plays out of the equation. And which player out of the equation changes the trajectory of the team the most? I mean, it's, it, like I said, this is where it's hard to argue quarterback not yes. being the guy ever. But just for the sake of... And you probably got to go Casey one or... I don't, I mean, yes, what, yes, but I just feel like... I think it's Trey. I look at this offense, I just I'm think like, Trey, how? I do think Trey Palmer, the threat of Trey Palmer has also helped the rest of our team. Right. Where Grant's been good, and Grant would actually be the second guy. That so would you have Trey, Grant, Casey? I would say Trey, Grant, Casey right now. Um, but, like, the, you know, with 
strict that like, yeah, we get it. Like quarterbacks yes. are the most important. Right. And that's why every MVP ends up being every Heisman. Okay. We get it. But like, we also want to like acknowledge that other position groups can affect games. Like Trey Palmer being out there. We have never seen a receiver affect the game. Like he has, I don't think I've ever seen a Nebraska receiver be like this guy right. changes the game. He's the first guy that changes the game for us. Yeah, I'm trying to, you know, there's been good players. Penny Bell, Jordan Westerkamp, uh, Quincy Inunua, um Maurice Purify. Maurice Purify. I'm just not been a guy like him because that just runs past motherfuckers. He, he, like, he just is a throw it down the field, he'll go get it guy. It sort of just simplifies everything for us. It bails us out. Yes. And it causes defense to constantly being going where's number three who's over the top right that sort of um thing we have not seen from a wide receiver at nebraska ever yeah i might say that ever yeah we've like never you'd, have had to go back that. To, you'd have to go back to 80 you know early 80s irving, irving, Fryer, Fryer. irving and you know, the two like these are dudes because i you don't have know to defend were, them all the time you know in the 90s like you had Decent dudes, but that was going to run past your ass Davidson's like this. Possession, uh, you know, Abdul Shevin Muhammad, Abdul Muhammad, like possession guys, all right. possession dudes. You know, it, Kenny was a good dude, but he's a more possession guy. He's right. not an Westy, over, and then Wester Camp's a possession, possession guy. guy. Uh, Todd Peterson, Nate Swift, possession guy. Right. Like these aren't like just throw it up, dude. That's that's he's so, the first guy I can remember. Right. So tr- I, I. I've, I was agonizing over it last writing it down. I'm like, man, am I really putting a receiver as I just look at him? I'm like, you take him off the team. It's like offensively, you kind of go, fuck. I mean, and that's where that's where I think I, I would I want to say Grant because I just love a running back and I love a right. running game. But I just think this is like unique. it's unique how much it's affected the games. Right. He's had 40 catches. He's almost 100 yards a game, and he's had all our big scores, right. you know? So, so I think, uh, Reimer and Nelson, are the, would those be? So, in some Defensively, order. Trey, Nelson, he, I think Nelson has been the best on the defensive side. Reimer, has, coming on late now, has started to make his plays. So, I think it's fair that Nelson and Reimer have been our two best defensively. Um. And the defense hasn't been good enough that anybody should be really right up for MVP. Casey Thompson has been solved. We we don't want to I know undersell that he's been a, a he's been a stable presence in a very unstable situation. I like Casey. Yeah, I do. I really really like him. Me but too. I'm glad you and I are seeing it similar though. Like shouts out to Trey Palmer, man. Holy moly. Okay, a couple things before we get to uh, to Purdue. Um. We got to talk about it real quick. I'm sure people are curious what you think. Matt rules on the market. Uh, Carolina Panthers fired him. He, so at Temple, here here's his at, at Temple. He went yeah. two and ten, six and six, ten and four, ten and three. Pretty good. At Baylor, took over the Art Briles kind of disaster of a situation. Eleven the first year, seven and six year two, a three year three. His NFL failure doesn't really concede at all. Like. It's just like with Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer struggling in Jacksonville is like, I, so, like, it's such whatever. a different league. Either. Right. Um, his, he's got a $40 million buyout from the Carolina Panthers. And reading uh, in this, uh, so the understanding of the contract is that Matt Rule, like, is on the hook for this season. 
uh, but the salaries for the ensuing seasons are offset by a future college job would pay him. So does that make sense? So yeah. he's got the 40 million buyout, but it's going to get offset for whatever. He needs. So I think when you're like, he's going to take a great job. You know, if you're him, yeah. you're going, I'm take your sweet time, take your time. And it's got to be great. I, for some reason, there's something that, that doesn't like, I'm not enamored with Matt rule. Uh, with what I know, which is limited, I don't know, know a lot much, about him, and it's sort of like skeptical of the fired NFL guy because of the Callahan thing. But Matt Rule coach call first, yes. Callahan was a pro guy through and through, um, and I think Rule at least has like the recent college experience. So I just need to learn more about what it's all about. Yeah, I'm, I, um, it doesn't really like I, I don't know. I haven't. I've never put him in my head as a. Yeah, real Yeah, and I think yet. that's like. I mean, in a perfect world, I'm sure people are like, "Wow, turn on the mics and have an opinion." Like I'm like, I just don't. I have need more it. time to like absorb Matt Rule and like study Matt Rule to like have a better sense of. Like I'm, I'll be honest with you, I wasn't sitting there watching Temple games, and I wasn't sitting there sitting there immersed in his 11th in that Baylor. Obviously, you know who he is. You know he's a good coach. I mean, the guy went to the Carolina Panthers and got got a ton of money. I I don't know. I mean, at this point, Trev should be considering everybody. Yeah, I mean, I always I don't know. I mean, like he was quickly out of Carolina. Yes. Like I don't want to. It's a different game. It's a different league, but. Um, yeah, I'm just. It's, I'm also curious about that. Like, I'm always curious about like yeah. somebody wants to get you out of there as soon as possible. That's I'm true. Like, I go, whoo, that's quick. Yeah, that's true. Like, what? Yeah, I that's mean, how many did they give him? Two years? Are you I have? thought it was two years. Or am I tripping? I mean, I, did he get two full years or was one this? year? And it, one, I can't remember. It was one half or two. Let's check it out. Jimmy, pull that up. Let's pull it up. Uh, yeah, if I mean Durant has been there, two just. For five games into his third year, into so he had two year, two and a two half years. two and a half seasons, a little under two and a half. I mean, that's not that's not a a big opportunity, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not anti, but I'm also not like you got to hire. That's the number one candidate. Yeah, I don't, I, I can't, I'm not going to read anything between the lines because I just don't know. But that's that's a quick turnaround. My my updated, you know, week to week coach power rankings in terms of like who I want. Like I'm always going to have urban um, urban Meyer is always going to be one it, like, yeah. but that ship has sailed, but whatever to me, I, I still have Brandon and Lance Leipold. Those are still like, I'm not moving off those two guys. I like those two guys a lot. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Do you care if a coach is on a downswing or coming off of a, of a down year? And let me give it like, the, the examples would be like Matt Campbell. Mm -hmm. Like Matt Campbell went seven and six last year. He's going, he's three and three now. There's a chance that he, they win five, six games this year. Now they might finish strong. Who knows? Pat Fitzgerald. We talked about Patty Fitz. He went three and nine last year. He's one and five this year. Even a guy like, you haven't heard much buzz about him, but David Shaw. David Shaw was really good for a while. He's fallen on uh, a, the struggle yeah. bus here. He went three and nine last year. He's one and four this year. How much does it, would you, does it bother you? Because you got to have someone that's got to have a track record, right? Like if someone's struggling and they don't have any past success, you're not going to consider them anyways. Yeah. So does it bother you if somebody like Pat Fitzgerald or Matt Campbell is like doing this? They're struggling a little bit. Uh, I think it's got to be situation dependent. I mean, like there's, you know, there's something that plays a big part in that. 
Um, I think it's hard if you got resources and you can't get it done. I'm gonna look a lot, you know. I'm gonna take it more seriously. I think the places where there's less resources and you're at the mercy of some other things. Sure. I wouldn't if I feel like I know something about you. Like if I feel like you are the right guy, um, I wouldn't be quite as concerned with one down or like one, you know, right. sometimes you just get like, man, we had some good guys leave and we we don't have the resources. Especially places like to me, like Iowa State, Northwestern, though yeah. like those places you're good, they're probably gonna be a little cyclical. Like But if you're at Texas and you have a down couple years, yeah, I just like, go I don't know. Right. I just I have a harder just, time going, what would you do here that you couldn't do there with much more resources? You just don't I, I just think you can you can get in trouble being prisoner of the moment with yeah. a coach or, you know, omitting a track record of pretty consistent high level coaching and overreacting to yeah. a down year. Yeah. So I guess for me, like if I had to answer that question again, like you said, there's tons of variables with, and, and it's very situational, but I don't really care if if someone's coming off a really down year. If I if I believe in them, like I still think Pat Fitzgerald is a good coach. Like I think I don't care. Fitzgerald wants to come here. We take him. I would take him, and I'd be excited. And I don't care that he's last couple of years because I know what he can. Now Matt Campbell, like his sample size is a little smaller than than someone like Fitz or someone else's. But like, I guess what I would say, like if Trev, like if I were talking to Trev. I would say, Trev, if you think Matt Campbell, like you like Matt Campbell, don't be scared off if he only wins five games this no, year. I wouldn't at all, especially being at Iowa State. Like it's yes. State, like you're limited by like your recruiting and your school's infrastructure, which is which small. is and yes, which matters a ton. Matters. So yeah, if you, if you think Matt Campbell's the guy, he's the example of don't worry about that. Um, you know, like we look at the Frost example, like small sample size, like as a head coach, two years got hot. Um, so like, yeah, that's one where like, it's the opposite. Like there's, there was an example of anything happening. Um, it was just a small sample size. So I think if you've seen somebody as a head coach for eight years, like that's a good enough, like you kind of know what you're getting out of right. them. So like of a down year going like that's not the that wouldn't be my biggest concern. Well, the you have bad example. I mean, not bad, but it's a decent example would be Greg McDermott. Greg McDermott did really well at Northern Iowa, was struggling at Iowa State. But Bruce Rasmussen looked past the struggles yeah. and said, he's really good. So when left for I mean, Rass tells the story like the, the Rass told Greg McDermott. At Ray Valley Conference tournament, even when Dana was still the coach, like if I ever need a coach, I'm calling you. Yeah, and called, made it happen. Like if you believe in the guy, don't. I guess so, that's my that, whole thing. That's I just want people to think thing. about that. Like that's if you hard, believe in the guy, it's hard to find that you either know, right, have seen yourself, or somebody you trust, like to the dying yeah, like, end, right. says this is the guy. Like if you can figure that out. Their their recent records not as important. That, that's all. That's a, that was an interesting discussion to have. Like, oh, if, if 
it says you can't win, I think you got to believe it. For sure. If you've had five years as a head coach, but if somebody or if you know, if you got a guy, I wouldn't worry about the very temporary down cycle. Totally agree. The Nick Bob Podcast is powered by Runza. You know, there are a lot of ways to, to greet someone. Hey, hi, hello, what's up? Another way is, what's popping? Well, here's the thing. That greeting has taken on a new meaning now because the answer to what's popping is now Runza's new popcorn chicken. That's what's popping. Runza's new popcorn chicken is amazing. Little, bite-sized, delicious, all-white meat chicken that make any day better immediately. I love them. My wife loves them. My kids cannot get enough. Two-year-old Mac, six-year-old Mava are constantly wanting to get it popping. Great for a snack, great for a meal. Pair them with the best crinkle fries on planet Earth, and you are set. All I got to say is you need to get out to a Runza location nearest you and get it popping. What's so hard to understand about that? Get it popping with Runza's all-new popcorn chicken. Runza makes it all better. Okay, do you want to talk Purdue prediction preview quick, or do you want to do... I wanted to talk about the Draymond Green punching Jordan Poole thing real quick. I briefly heard about... Tell me a little bit more. Well, I just wanted... I want the juicy I, I, I just wanted to... Well, no, I mean, you, did you see the video? Oh, it's on video. Oh, you haven't seen the video? Not seen well, the then video. we got to, uh, as we'll we'll pull this up live on 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 the pot. So you have not seen. They had, they put well, out the video. Well, that's the thing. It is pretty amazing to think. So here you go. This is, this is, Bo, oh, watching see, this, this live. On, so this not TMZ got a hold of the video. How this got out is, is a skin it of itself. So Bo watching okay, it right he's- Pool and him are yapping. Oh, wow. Okay, so he's yapping. He's kind of walking over. I love this, watching it he live. He gets this in his good. face. He pushes. Okay, Pool pushes. Oh, and he just dro- He just punches him. Whoa. <laughs> this is great. Wow. <laughs> wow. I mean, look at that. Look at that. Hold on. Look. Push. And it, wow. I, mean, I mean, he hit him. I mean, he caught him flush. Oh, yeah. I mean... He's lucky. I'm, I mean, he's lucky he didn't knock him out. So, the, so let me. So, Where's it going from here? Because now, now Draymond's in. Dray, Draymond had a press conference about it, apologized, all those sorts of things. Yeah. Um. Or I think he was kind of uh, he was suspended for a little bit. This announced today. I think Steve Kerr said he's rejoining the team, and him and Poole they had a meeting, and I think everything's cool now. Yeah, but you know, they, it elicits a lot of opinions on it. Like, man, like you know, you get you get uh, dudes like, man, if that was my, I would never, I ever could do that to your teammate. I don't know how they're ever going to be cool. In like, it's a very lure, a very layered thing because you don't know exactly because you read the details you can get is that apparently Jordan Poole has been running his mouth. You know, you to get especially hero got a huge hundred yeah. plus million contract. That's his comp, probably. Like if he's getting that, he's going to get that. Like Draymond and like Golden State has to. Ex- they're going to have to extend Draymond, Wiggins, and Poole. So you can't pay all three of those guys. Yeah, and so I think there's a little bit of tension in there. Yeah, I think Jordan Poole is probably running his mouth. Draymond obviously but, didn't play that, but at the end of the day, Draymond. Is always the problem. Yes, he is. He's the guy. He's always the problem. He's 
Right. That's a good way to put it. He's, He's the one common above. denominator. Always. It's always you're at the epicenter of every issue. Yeah. And like that's where I have no sympathy for Draymond. I have none. He's the yeah, guy. That, I don't either. If you're the guy that runs your mouth and always is the problem, I don't feel bad for you when things like this happen. Now, here's the here's the part that I think is tricky because I'm I'm not on Twitter, so I don't know the the stuff happening. My guess is there are people that are saying you should probably sue Draymond. You should probably right. like the things that if this real world, like, yeah, you're fired and you're never hired again. It's weird in sports, right? Oh, yeah. In sports, you can punch somebody in the face and it's only talk about it and everything's fine. I mean, think about who their coach is. Yeah. Steve Kerr. Who punched Steve yeah, Kerr? Jordan did. Jordan yeah. punched Steve. And you know what? Steve Kerr didn't cry about it. He right. said, we'll figure this out. And Jordan apologized. And all is well. It becomes a, just a story. Now, this is a different era. Mm -hmm. And now TMZ gets a hold. And you uh, wonder if TMZ got a hold of this, too. Somebody, somebody, somebody got paid to get is what I assume. Yep. Or somebody's. it also speaks to maybe how people feel about Draymond. Like, to leak that video, whoever had that video does not like Draymond. Well, but see, that's another reason why Draymond uh, gets what's coming to him because he always does the right. wrong thing. He does. He just always, his self-control is a zero. And, it's and, a zero. So, because one thing I wrote down was like, you know, I wrote down best fight story for practices and stuff like that. But the one thing is like, there's a difference between, I'm sure you can speak to this, there's a between a spontaneous fight that just like kind of bubbles over and like happens in the moment Yeah. versus like two dudes that like really don't like each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what I don't know about this. Do Jordan Poole and Draymond have like a, like, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know, but I mean, that was, that was quick to throw a punch. Yes. That's where, I mean, I yeah. mean, I, I mean, right. he pushed you, he pushed you and you slugged your teammate. I mean, that's right. a quick punch. Right. So I, because obviously, I mean, we see it on hard knock, all the fights happen. Do you have a good, you never got into a fight. Did you? Mm, I mean, you get into scuffles, it, never a, uh, football fights are always hysterical to me because it's like, we guys have helmets. on. You got helmets on and you, people are, you know, you more, you shouldn't break your hand. Just don't break your hand right. with, you know, somebody in the helmet, but you know, just, it was always scuffles. Sort of like after the play, it's it's offensive lineman or fullback. Like, right. It's just like that happens. But I never gotten like a hey, like we're on a, 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 a break in like or like a water right. break and we're fight. Like the fights were always like scuffles after a play where the guy doesn't let you go and you kind of just right. If that stuff maybe is that's normal. the way to put it. Like I was trying to put like there's difference between a fight and a scuffle. That's that, not that's, a scuffle. That's a this, fight. This is not a scuffle. That is I'm no. That's actually just like. I'm, I mean, I guess Poole pushed him first, but, like, but Draymond went and got in his face. Right. Like once again, like Draymond walks across the floor and gets in somebody's face. Like that problem to me, like you are in the wrong when you do that right now. Yeah. Maybe push him off. Like I also that, think you probably, you don't need to slug your teammate. Right. You also got to know who you're dealing with. There are some people you can shove and some people you can't shove. My guess is because Poole looks like he's not even like, I think Poole was did not think Draymond was going to swing on him. Well, I know. I mean, so like, <laughs> no, like, no, because he got drilled. I mean, like, he was, so you got to know who you're dealing with too a little bit. Uh, yeah, but it's still, it's like, 
it's I don't know. It's weird. Like I've seen fights happen. I don't want to be like they could never be teammates again. It's like, yeah, I don't I don't know if they I necessarily can. agree with that. Like guys are built a little different and especially sports in that in this world. Sports is just different with fighting. So, I, so I, I, I do believe that sometimes in life somebody needs to get punched. Like yeah. some so that's why I wonder, like, did Jordan like, Poole maybe the rest of the Warriors know. go, Jordan Poole's been being know this. I like maybe Jordan Poole is on the verge of getting a hundred million dollars and dude has been and you're running his mouth long, and yeah. he's all this stuff. And like, maybe we all know someone's like that dude's get his, that news gets, he's get punched in the face. Yeah. And Draymond's probably the guy that says I'll punch him. Right. And you know what? That's fine. In this situation, it might be, but like, I'll tell you this, there's a reason why Draymond's the one that punched because Draymond always right. does he's the always dumb thing. He's always the guy at the He always does stuff. the wrong thing. So like, it might be Jordan Poole's fault, but Draymond's the guy that will do the wrong thing. I've only been in, so at, at KU, I never got into any close fight at Crate. At KU, uh, in the spring, I got I got punched breaking up a fight, which is always the worst. Oh, yeah. Br- br- I broke up a fight between J.R. Gins and Russell Robinson. I was trying to, I was pushing those guys back. I got hit in the face, which is always like, great. Thanks, guys. Oh, yeah. uh, and then I will say, like, I legitimately tried to fight J.R. Gins. I remember that. I do. I legitimately were you tried him one on one. No. So we were, we were, it was one of those practices. Like, I think just we had kind of like, so we coach self starts like we do a lot of the same drills. And like one of the things is three on three. And we were going at it and kind of, and he, he was running his mouth and I was running my mouth a little bit. And, you know, JR, like JR is kind of like uh, arrogant, cocky, yeah. like, you know, uh, I will say also, I was in a bad mental state. This was towards the end of my sophomore year. The thought of transferring had started to enter my head. Like, I wasn't in a good place. Yeah. Uh, but what triggered it, so we're doing four-on-four blockout, okay? So it's literally like Coach Self shoots, four guys, offense, four guys, defense. Shot goes up. You go hit. You, yeah. you go make contact and go get the ball. JR, I'm not even guarding JR. So think I'm guarding you. Yeah. I'm going to go block you out. JR is over on like the, I'm in the baseline. He's on like the wing. JR is on offense. JR blindsides me. JR comes sprinting at me. Yeah. And, and knocks me over. Like, I mean, I'm talking like Anthony grants me. Yeah. Knocks me over. Wow. So I get up, I go after him. I get held back. Yeah. But I told him the whole practice, it was towards the end of practice. I told him the whole, at the end of practice, like after practice, I'm f- meet me in the locker room. I'm fucking you up. Yeah. And you know me, I am far from Mr. That's Tough surprising Guy. surprising to me. Oh, you, I had lost yeah, it. Yeah. I totally lost it. I, like it was the only time, like, you know, people are like, I really, I, I snapped. Like I've completely snapped. And I am telling you the second, you know, we come, we come in, we're wrapping up practice, you know, big 12 champs, one, two, three, big 12 champs. We w- walk off. I go into the locker room. I'm telling him, I'm like, I'm like, bring your ass here. Wow. And Jr. I mean, anybody, Jr. six long. Yeah. Jr. would have beat the shit out of me. But when you snap, you like really don't care. Yeah. I go in the locker room. I'm waiting for him, and I'm calling him into the locker room. Yeah. And l- luckily, Aaron Miles, all these guys like held back Jr. from coming into the locker room, and somehow. Wow. Like I then like when I knew he wasn't going to come in, I showered and left. And then like the next day it was like it 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 didn't escalate to that. Yeah. That was the only time that I'd actually if he would have gotten let into that locker room, I'd have gotten 
It would not be good. I don't know. You were mad. I was mad. You were piping that. I want, you know, when you get so mad, you almost want, like, I almost feel like I wanted to get, like, oh, hit. you do. You, you do. know, you're like, you hit a point, it's like, I want pain. It I want to feel it. It is amazing when you, when a human being snaps, like, you, it's almost amazing what happens. Like, the amount of adrenaline and what it does to you, it's to another world. I, yeah. The idea that I was going to, Nick Ball was going to fight somebody hey, is hysterical. Hey you're, hey, you're a competitor. How, but yeah, it was bullshit. I mean, blind, like, what is he doing? Uh, he, that's where. See, that's one of those. That's what like, it's like. Come on, sometimes man. somebody needs to get punched, and maybe because Coach to Self punched. saw and Coach Self punched, Coach Self made him run and made it like you know. So and then Coach Self knew I was mad, but Coach Self kind of liked like he kind of likes that the, stuff. He wants. Like, he, he liked the edge. He kind of likes, likes that, like edge. you know. But yeah, so that's my near fight story. I also broke up a fight when I was a GA at Creighton. Enough time has passed, so I can tell this story now. Chad Millard, Booker Woodfox on the bus the night before of the night before the, the quarterfinals of the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament. It was a game. Booker Woodfox hit a game-winning shot at the buzzer that Whoa. day. Those two guys get into it and separate them. And then we went up to film. And before Coach Self came in, I had to talk to the whole team and yell at Chad and Booker that we're going <laughs> to fight. <sighs> so those are my my... My near fight stories, but fight, fighting on teams, man, it happens. It happens, you know. It's stupid. I don't condone it. It's it just so, it it's happens. Weird though, but that's a weird. It's weird that's to put diff- the video out in public, like. Well, that's where it's. I don't know how. That's you crazy. You got to clean. If your goal, I mean, if your goal, oh, you find that guy and he's. Gone. I'd say, guess what? You either come forward, or I'm firing the whole video department. Right. I'm firing anybody that could have sent this because that's kind of like. That's called sabotage. Yes. That's internal. Like I, I know it's not right to quote-unquote fight and uh and all that stuff uh don't air you know the keep the stuff in the family keep, in the locker hey, room you keep that stuff in-house i've seen enough dumb stupid yeah things that people get arrested for in the my career but the fact you keep it all yes. makes it sort of like we put it in this place and we move on with our life we don't have to like make it something else so like i've seen a lot of fights like that was a different anybody that's seen that video. That was a weird. That's not how most fights look. It was quick, and it's to hard throw. to even call it a fight because it was Jordan Poole didn't even. Fight. I mean, he got punched, and it was. But it was a weird. That was a I'm weird just, scenario. Here's what it is. I guess usually, if it comes from a physical play, like you, yeah. oh right. If it comes on, you're going to start throwing punches. I think I understand that more. That was a little bit more like it was verbal. Verbal. I walk over, push, and right punch. to a throw. Usually, it's like push, right. stand back, talk right. about it. You know, like I'm going to do something, or I'm going to, and then you would push him again, or like there was no Draymond went right. Well, it that's what like, think, think about the think of all the '80s Pistons, Celtics, Bulls fights. It was like here, hard foul, fight. You know, it was like those kinds of things. This was not that. The, that push wasn't even that no. bad, too. It wasn't like it was. So like, now Draymond did say, face. he goes, it, you don't see a lot of what led up to that. Draymond had in a press conference. So like, you know, it's just that's a very interesting scenario. I wanted to get yeah. your thoughts on I, it. That, I, I, I'm so glad you showed. I didn't know it. Like, well, this was, was great that video. you saw it live. So on. Great. I mean, shouts out to Jared Giddens for shouts out to my teammates for not letting Jared Giddens come into that locker room. Cause that would have been not good. I would love to see what Nick Ball had. In. Oh, I was, I, I was ready. I was ready. Like I was, I would, I was totally ready to get 
knocked out. Just remember this. Growing up, we would watch the U the UFC fights and then we'd we'd like you yeah. we'd, we'd use pillows. Remember, you'd use pillows yes. and we'd 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 fight. We'd do right. the real fight with a pillow Holding over the knuckles. It. And it was great because like you guys would never really let me do it, but because well, you, you were so much better than everybody. You were like well, and your problem is you would so the pillows getting held like this, but you would punch <laughs> like that. So you would actually like punch us. We're so much stronger and scrappier than everybody else that we couldn't fight. Uh, you, no one wanted to fight. But I got to be the ref for yeah, all you guys right. fight. And it would always be somebody to have a bloody nose. Yes, it'd be amazing. It'd be incredible. <laughs> but you were pretty good. You would win. Nick. You'd win most of your fights. Yeah, but I know. I know my little here. I'm just, I never. Saying Bob a, is not Jared. Bob is not Jared. <laughs> <laughs> the Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors. And I want to talk to you guys about energy efficiency. And if you go onto Pella's website right now, you look at it. And how about this? One, two, three, four, five different types of windows or doors by Pella. Won the Energy Star 2020 Most Energy Efficient Award. That's big time stuff right there. And they achieved that in a couple of waves. They got insulated glass, which slows the heat transfer, keeping your home at a more comfortable temperature. They got types of low-E glass, which is a glass coating that has been optimized for your climate. They got triple-pane glass, which you can upgrade to for increased insulating airspace. And within all of that, one of the keys is proper installation, which is key for window and doors to perform at their best. And you know the Pella experts are excellent at that. Bottom line, energy efficiency matters in making your home more comfortable. And Pella windows and doors are at the top of the line when it comes to energy efficiency. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. Okay, real quick, uh, as we wrap this up, Purdue prediction preview here. Purdue's four and two. Uh, they pissed away the uh, their first game of the season to Penn State. Not sure if you watched that game. Really I bad did. Clack, I watched, clock I management. I watched a lot of that game, and they were they, they look good. better than Penn State. I game. completely agree. They lost a tough game to Syracuse. Syracuse is undefeated. Uh, so those are their only two losses. They won a tough road game at Minnesota. Wasn't a pretty game, but they won it. Their other wins against Indiana State, Florida Atlantic. Florida Atlantic played them tough, but O'Connell didn't play in that game, the quarterback. And then they just beat a pretty good Maryland team, 31-29. to 29. Uh, Purdue, their 17th rush defense, 28th in total defense. They air it out. Aiden O'Connell throws it 43 yeah. times a game. They got a little white wide receiver, Charlie Jones, I think is his name, is an Iowa transfer. He's he's pretty salty. You yeah. know, like he's kind of a little – he's a little possession guy. Uh, he might have had 11 catches in that one Penn State game, but he's he's pretty good. Purdue is favored by 14. So Vegas is saying I, I commend Vegas for finally not making us right. like, Go like what is this line in every game. We get to be underdogs. This is a good line. This is fine, right? Like, and I think deserve, that line's fair to me. I think it's very fair for their offense, what our defense has done this year. Um I think that's fair, right? Yeah. But uh, this is going to be a good test for us. This is going to be a litmus test of like, where are we really? Because with it's Mickey with Mickey and Bill Bush. Where are we really? And where, and again, we talked about this, like you can't necessarily hold it against them that they played Indiana and Rutgers, but like you also have to acknowledge that it's Indiana and Rutgers. Yeah. Like, yes, they've won two big 10 games, but it's those two teams. While Purdue is not Ohio state. I do think this is a pretty big, not big. This is a step up. This you could a make a case up. this is going to be the best team they've played. Who knows what to make of Oklahoma? Because holy crap, are they on a downward spiral? Like, but there's a chance this is the best team Nebraska's played. I think this is probably the most dangerous team we've played in the sense of like they always have a unique uh, passing scheme that 
uh, is hard to defend. Yeah. They, they just do. They always have. Um, and we've been kind of up and down with the way we play Purdue. It feels like every other year. Hey. Last year, we 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 gave one up. and Well, yeah. Um, uh, in 20... We beat them in 2019, at, pissed away the there. game at their pissed away the game at their place when uh, they had their like second and third string quarterback. Nebraska had the ball inside the 10 yeah. and couldn't punch it in a couple of times. Uh, but then in COVID, went to their place and kind of blocked a punt, scored a touchdown. Uh, yeah. You know, Cam Taylor Britt had the great defensive, the great tip. defensive yeah. tip. Uh, you know, but then last year they laid, came we and, an we and they we had kicked that Nebraska's ass here. So it's, I mean, I also think the big concern is the ace. Yeah. Like Quentin Newsom, Luke Reimer, uh, like for that's a big deal. If Reimer and Newsom are out, this thing could get like there's a chance Purdue puts it on Nebraska. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. It's it's a tough game with those guys. It's a really tough yes. game without those guys. Yes, especially with Newsom. Not that he's been, you know, Revis or anything like that. Like, but you're gonna get I mean, O'Connor, they're going to throw the ball 45 times. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, Hartzog and Brandon Miller are going to have to, like, stand up to the challenge here. And Brandon's going to come in. And he's he's already taken off. He's got, he's he's got, got his, the He's there. got the map out. He's got his snacks. He's got his M&Ms. He's ready to hit the road. Head to, uh, to, to Indiana. But I don't know. I like It's hard for me to pick Nebraska to win this game. Uh, but I'm with you. This is going to be, I hope Nebraska's, I hope, Obviously, for Nebraska's sake, it gives the best chance to win. I hope Room, uh, Reimer and Newsom are healthy, so we get a real feel for where they're at. Yeah, yeah, and we'll see. I mean, in the offense, like like always, can they play a game? Which I've never. We've seen spurts like it's a very spurt. Like yeah, they're they're. It's it's like they'll give you like half a quarter. Right. And score two or three times, and then they'll go silent for a quarter and a half. Right. Um, so we'll see what happens. Maybe, especially they've had a bad couple first halves right. the last two weeks. So if they can play a first half, that would be helpful. Because this team, this game will get long. This uh, if, if the Purdue offense is on the field a lot, they really, like, they did that to us yes. last year where it just felt like time was not our friend. And you kept making this point on, on the recap pod, and it's a good one, like, you hope Whipple and those guys are coming up with some some blitz beaters. Yeah. Cause it's coming. And the good thing about blitz, it's it's there's a high risk reward to it. You have the right call in it, you can have some big plays. And if you get the ball to a guy like Anthony Grant and he's got room, like pretty good. Yeah. And it's interesting to the there I was reading the paper today and they said, you know, they're talking about the, I think it was Brom, Brom, two things with Brom. One, he said, like, their defensive line is the backbone of their team, which tells you, like, we better be ready for this rush. But he also said something, too, that as like, I would put this on the bulletin board. He said, talking about Nebraska, he says, yeah, they're big. He's like, they, they look the part. Yeah, he said yeah. it like that. I mean, he said that, and that's all he said. Like, he said, they, they really look the part. And I thought, that's a slap, man. That's yeah, like a straight up, like, that's a slap, like, like, hey, they they, they looked the part, Ansicle and the Annie Ans. They looked the part. Right. And that's it. Yeah. I was like, like, no, oh, you could I was you like, could absolutely go in a locker room and say screw hey, that. Yeah. They just think they think you guys are soft. They think are you guys are, you know, 
Yeah, Overrated. you were. Yeah, look like the whole look like Tarzan and play like Jane. Yeah, thing. that's like, what it tells me. It's like they're big and they, they look the part. Yeah, and that's always tough. Like they don't play the parts. What he said. Did you? Can you ever remember a bulletin board material thing for you guys that got you going? Uh, I have one at Creighton. You go. I can't even think of one off the top. Of my Ours head. was. Uh, so my my red shirt year, Creighton was on the NCAA tournament bubble with Houston. Yeah, Houston said coach Tom Penders doing for them to get in and other over other bubble teams. He said Creighton wouldn't get the ball across half court against us. So then the next year we're playing them in holy around Christmas and coach Altman. I mean, he, he, it doesn't take coach Altman loves to even coach Altman could have like Jordan, LeBron, magic bird, (laughs) Kareem and be like, fellas, they don't think you're worth nothing, you know? And Thank so it was just man. like, they don't think he handed the quote to all of us and said, you can't get it across. He, this guy thinks you can't get it across half court against this team. And so we went out there, we were ready to go and beat them. But some of that stuff, like some of that stuff helps. Like if you can find whatever little, like to get you going throughout the week, like, yeah, they can help you. But yeah, I mean, so I don't know. Like I wrote down, I think Purdue's going to win like 35, 20, 35, 24 in that area. But oh, man, it's here. I, I kind of have a, I think I have a problem. I don't think I, I don't, I was just going to say, ever, I wrote down, has Bo ever actually <laughs> predicted Nebraska to lose? I don't think you ever have. I don't think I'm capable of it. I don't think you know, it's like, yeah, they're probably okay. I, I don't think it'll happen, but like, I got Nebraska winning 63 to nothing. Nick, it's one of those things. It's like a tick. Like, you know how like there's so, certain things yeah, you can't you say do? it. I don't know that I'm capable of being like, my prediction is, I don't think I can. You're do like it. Jim Carrey and liar, liar. When he can't tell a lie, I like I, I, you are. So what I would say in these moments is like Vegas, the Vegas is right. They're right to do it. That's I just can't root. I can't. Like you can't get head, yourself to say Purdue is going to beat Nebraska by this and, and I don't think scores. I can do that's that. fine. I can respect that. Why am I that way? But I think okay, but I think it's telling to say that we both think the line's about the right. line's right. Fair, I should so say. The line fair, but like in my head, I always sit there and think of the ways that we're gonna win. That's how I think. This would be an amazing win. This would be a big one. It would be a really, really big win. Because this has been my big talking point for three years now or at least the last yeah. two years, the three wins in a row thing. I just think the fan base will, there'll be a mental shift, especially with this game. Well, if we have three wins in a row, I think it does something for us. And we just, well, so, and it would be big. And I know we're getting crazy. It would be big for the big 10 West. Like this is one. There are a few teams that are going to be right there at the end of the year, Minnesota, Purdue. I still think Wisconsin's not like, I feel like Jim Leonard's going to be like the Night King and like rise yeah, all. Like, they're not out of like it. rise them all from the dead. You know that happened but, in the COVID year. Well, I think that was the COVID year, wasn't it? Yeah, everybody counted them out, was, it, and they like came back, and then it ended up being Northwestern. Right, won it, but like I'm not counting bizarre. them out. But but Purdue's one of the teams that is gonna be. You would think's gonna be right there. Yeah, and then you win this game, you get a bye to just get drunk on. The Mickey Joseph Nebraska Kool Aid, yeah, and then you Illinois, got Illinois coming to town, which is, I mean, they're, which they're is another great for the them, other teams playing. That's winnable. It's winnable. So just win this okay, game. there we go. In the words of Bo Rude, I think the fourteen point spread is about right and it's fair, but he cannot. I will not make I him can't say it. Do it. I will not make him say it. Uh, okay, that's it. Big Red Breakfast tomorrow. Are you nervous? Derek can ask you the tough questions. 
Uh, I have no idea what they're. What I don't know gonna, what they're gonna. I don't know I don't how know. it'll go. I don't. I don't know. I, I, I heard it's like you're on a panel, but yeah. I don't even. I don't even know where it's at. Trev was on it a couple weeks ago, so that's a big act to follow with Trev. I have anything insightful? You got nothing to say? Yeah. Should you ask Dirk? Can we do a song of the day to get started? Dirk, if you heard of Van Halen, do you want to? <laughs> do you want to listen to "Dance the Night Away"? Does everybody want to listen to that as they're eating their breakfast? I mean, it's. I think it's, it's going to be I, earlier in ten a.m. So I think Van Halen at seven in the morning. I don't know how people feel about yeah, that. I don't think you want to hit him with like Panama at at six a.m. I don't think you want that at all. So, well, good luck. Don't say anything stupid, okay? I'll try not. That's my advice to you. All right, we won't make both say the Purdue's going to win. We Should we go it. fight? You want to fight me? Let's do it. Let's do it. Ah! A Huda Media Production.